following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Women empower women. We're daughters, wives, sisters, and mothers making strides in our own lives. We're women in sports, and what matters to you matters to us. Let's talk about it all on The Playmaker. Here's your host, Nikki Harrison. Hello and welcome to The Playmaker. I am Nikki Harrison and I can't believe that it's October already. And so while several of us are excited about pumpkins and cooler temperatures, I'm excited about all things pink because that means it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And joining me today are two playmakers. We've got breast cancer survivor Cheryl Doris. Thank you for joining us, a true inspiration. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Kelsey Charles from Susan G. Komen. Hello. Thank you ladies for joining yes. me. Yes, happy to be here. Great, I love it, I'm so excited. Okay, I just wanna open the floor. What does breast cancer mean to you? Uh, Kelsey, I'm sorry, I'm gonna start with you. Yeah, so I think for me, um, it's been something that's been on my heart for a while and I lost my grandmother to breast cancer uh, when I was 10 years old. And so I was impacted by the disease at a very young age. I saw the severity of what it could do to a family and what it could, the toll it could take on a body. And um, I spent a career in sports, but then I found a way to parlay a career in sports that also had some more impactful, meaningful and results and work in the breast cancer space in tandem. And so, um, it's been a really fun journey for me and I'm excited to be able to combine the best of both worlds and, and make a difference in the lives of some really deserving people. Mm -hmm. What about you, Cheryl? Well, it, when you asked that question, it was very interesting because I still, even though I'm a survivor, mm -hmm. when you say that, I think that's about someone else. Mm -hmm. It's about um, women who have overcome. And even with me going through it, it's just, like the doctors were talking to someone else when they told me. Mm -hmm. um, and then you go in and then they just tell you where to go and you go, where do I go next? Where do I go next? Um, so my mother had uh, breast cancer um, she, twice now and my sister has had it twice. Wow. So it's in the family. Mm -hmm. um, we, don't have, we don't have the gene. We've all been tested and we, we do not have the gene. So we're, we're not sure where it's coming from, but uh, it, we... Um, we all have survived, mm -hmm. and I'm uh, next um, in the next three weeks. I will be um, a five-year survivor. So, um, yeah, congratulations! That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I just it just seems like it was just yesterday, right? Um, but it'll be five years. So that's uh, awesome. That I is mean, awesome. November fifth is my diagnosis date, and um, you know when you when when you're going through all of this, um, you're like, okay, well, how do which line do I go in? Am I one year, two year, mm -hmm. three year? And I'm like, where do we start? You know, where do you start saying, you know, where do you count, start the count from? And um, at the walk one year, I um, asked the lady, I said, I don't know. I don't know which year, which line to go in. And right. she goes, it starts from your diagnosis date. Because once you've been diagnosed, then you start the healing process. That's when the work begins. That's when the work begins. And so November 7th, is my diagnosis state, so. That's fabulous. I mean, you talk about, again, but what breast cancer means to me, and it's, mm -hmm. it's stories like this, mm -hmm. and, and just being able to, we, we see so many incredible people, all these celebrities and people that we call our heroes and, and, and athletes and things like that, but then you sit here and you hear these stories of these. Real life. Re exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, the things that they go through, 
I was working here when, when you know you were going through that and you were here at the office and you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your job, but you know, your 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 body's fighting against this incredibly powerful disease at the same time. And it's just it's the strength that people like yourself have is is unparalleled. And so I think there's also this really impactful survivor mentality in the breast cancer space too. That's just so beyond inspiring. I can't even put it into words. And I think that's a really important element to think about while we go into this month too, is is not just awareness, but celebrating the spirits Absolutely. of these women and men who have been impacted. Absolutely. I thought about this question. Um, you know, I didn't want to ask you that generic, oh, what was it like when you were first diagnosed? Because mm -hmm. I can only imagine sure. what that was first like. What I want to know is how you pushed through because you're a survivor and you got through it. How did mm -hmm. you do that? You just take it day by day. Mm -hmm. And like she said, you, you tell yourself, I, this is a fight and I'm going to win. Mm. And Love I that. can, it, I was, I did, I came to work every day that I could because I didn't want to sit at home and oh, poor pitiful me. Mm -hmm. um, so you just go, I mean, um, the, the seventh is the day that they did the biopsy. That was a Friday. They called me the next Wednesday and that's when they told me that I had cancer. And then that, that Friday, I went and saw the first doctor. The next Monday, I went in and had um, MRIs, mm -hmm. CT scans. Tuesday, I had a different doctor appointment. Wednesday, I went in and they put the port in, mm -hmm. so I went in the hospital. Thursday, I had a chemo class, because you have to take a class to, to, know, what to, to know what to expect. Mm. Um, and Friday, I had my first chemo. And you had to move quickly. Why did I'm, why did you have to move so quickly? My I um, was stage two A, but it was um, seventy six percent growth rate, so it was okay. growing really fast. So um, a lot of times they'll do surgery first, but with me they did the chemo first, so they could shrink it. It had also it had traveled to some of my lymph nodes, so they wanted to shrink it first and stop it from growing. Mm -hmm. And then we did the surgery, and then I did um, radiation after that. Okay. So they, they wanted to, to get in there really quickly and just stop the growth. And you just, you just go, you're like, okay, what do I do next? Just tell me, you know? And it's interesting, you know, even just looking at your reaction, my reaction to listening to just your journey, even within the first couple of weeks, there's so many different things you have to do. And I'm, you know, how would you know if you've never been diagnosed? Right. So there's, it's just, I, I can only imagine it's this mind boggling experience of what, like you said, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and hopefully you have great doctors and good resources on your side to help you navigate that process. If you don't, obviously we can go and talk about some of the things that companies like Acomen or other resources can help provide too. But, you know, again, like just, just diving into that mentality of, of, of what it took to even endure those first couple of days is just so, I just can't give you enough credit. Right. That's just, and you know, I, I'm in thinking about it. I, I have, we have a dear friend that was a makeup artist for us mm -hmm. and, um, she was diagnosed and, um, she had some people tell her, Oh, here, let's do the natural thing that she didn't continue to go to her doctor. And, um, three years later she passed away because by the time she went to the doctor, it had gone other places. So please people, if, if you, 
are diagnosed and you go to the doctor and like me, you know, you're just going, they're not talking to me. Right. They're talking to me about someone else. Sure. Right. right. You know, if you, if you get, go get a second opinion, yeah. but, but please take care of it. Well, speaking to that, um, the two words that we always hear, early detection, sure. you know, um, if you don't have any family history, then you're told you should go get your first mammogram at 40. Mm -hmm. But if you do have family history, what is that age? It's 30, 30. Right? I started at 30. Mm -hmm. mm. So at Komen, um, you know, we, you'll always hear words of early detection, as we mentioned, and of course that's gonna be really important. Um, but early detection is, is only going to be effective when it's coupled with the proper treatment plans. Okay. And so that's really important, as you mentioned, to if you detect, it's working hand in hand with your doctor on figuring out, okay, so here's what we're seeing, or here's what we're not seeing, or here's my potentials, and then working in tandem together to figure out what's best for you. There's a few things that you know we at Komen recommend. Um, first of all, there's an entire website of resources. It's at Komen.org, very simple. Um, you can literally go to the search bar in there and find any answer to any question that you have. We have a hotline that's open 24 seven um, with licensed, professionals, therapists, they can direct you to doctors with any questions or nurses. Um, so if you have any concerns or thoughts or just wanna talk to someone, mm -hmm. that's always a resource that's available to you. But um, some of the key things that we encourage people to do in terms of owning your own breast health would be knowing your family history. Mm -hmm. You mentioned talking about if you you know had the, the genetic history or knowing if you have you know, the BRCA gene, which does give you a predisposition to having breast cancer. Um, it is getting screened when it is time mm -hmm. for you to get screened. Um, it's, it's maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So things like a healthy weight and alcohol can in increase your risks. Um, so overall living a healthy lifestyle is very important too. Um, so there's, there's several things that you can do in addition to just identifying it early and staying on top of your own health. And also just knowing what's normal for you. For sure. You know, yeah. knowing what is normal, what's not normal. Do you feel weird? Go check it out. Mm -hmm. Go check because it out. we've seen where so many women have found that lump themselves by doing those self exams. Sure. Those are so important and mm -hmm. it's so great to learn how to do those properly because it's important. Now, you being at Komen, what exactly do you do at Susan G. Komen? Yes, so I work in sponsorships for Susan G. Komen. So okay. I work with brands and I help them, in essence, create programs that help either encourage consumers to own their own breast health or to create products or programs that can then in turn benefit monetarily from a donation perspective, research and the community programs that Susan G. Komen employs. Okay. Um, so brands like Bubbly or Pepsi and Ford or the Major League Baseball, um, Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> they're my client. <laughs> um, You've gone full circle. Hey, listen, y'all can't escape me. Don't even try. <laughs> so please also explain what exactly does Susan G. Komen do? Because I know a lot of people associate the name with the race for the cure sure. and all things pink um, donations. Explain what all they do yeah. for those that don't know. So for me, um, what I love about Susan G. Komen is that we're more than just a charity, mm -hmm. and you know, research is so wildly important. Um, we we donate more towards research out outside of any organization outside of the U.S. government, wow. um, and so that's a huge pillar of what we do. Mm -hmm. We try and target the most aggressive types of breast cancer and figure out 
the research programs that are trying to find out why there's a reoccurrence in breast cancer and why it comes back. Um, things like that, that are going to be the way that we ultimately, we believe ultimately will help in breast cancer forever. Um, but what I love even more about Komen is that we employ community programs. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just research for us. A lot of people don't, they think about, well, I just get a mammogram. Well, what if you get a proper diagnosis and say you're, you actually do have breast cancer? What if you can't afford treatment? Yeah. Then what? So our network and grantees enable you to take that next step and get the treatment to take care of your diagnosis if you do receive a positive one. Gotcha. Um, we do things like we've realized there's disparities in, in, in health where um, African-American women are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than their Caucasian counterparts. Mm -hmm. And we view that as unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So there are studies out there that have shown that it's, a, there, it's not just, just a lack of access or education or about breast cancer, but it's also a lack of education on some, some doctor's parts where African-American women have a different tissue makeup than maybe Caucasian women do. So they haven't been diagnosed as properly with mammograms that Caucasian women have. There are studies that have, that have shown that. And so identifying those areas is really important to us. Um, we also do things like provide individual grants. If you can't afford gas in your car to get to treatment, mm -hmm. um, if you can't afford childcare, you're a single parent or you have a, your, your partner can't, can't take care of the kids and you need to get to your treatment, we provide grants to help you with that. Oh. So it's a 360 degree approach yes. versus just, just research. Research is so important, but there's so, so much, much more. more. Mm, I love that. So. Now, Cheryl, you have a very demanding job here with the Dallas Cowboys. Tell us, tell us what you do. Um, I work for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. I'm Kelly uh, Finglass's assistant. So um, we're busy. Thank goodness this happened when we weren't filming our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I was able to do a lot of a lot of my work from home mm -hmm. if if I needed to. Um, a funny story is one day, um, because I did try to come in when I, as much as I could, just to keep your mind off of what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, just to keep going. Um, and one day Kelly was telling somebody, she goes, I can always tell when Cheryl's had it for the day, I come in and there's her wig sitting on her <laughs> desk, you know, I'll just take that wig off and put like it I'm on. Done. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, well, why, why did I even wear it? But, um, <laughs> that is too cute. So I, so I did um, um, come to work as much as I could, but mm -hmm. um, the doctor, you know, and you have to listen to the doctor. The doctor said, you know, if you're tired, if you feel like you need to lay down, you know, your body's telling you that, that it needs to rest. Mm -hmm. And so I had a pillow and a blanket under my desk and I'd go into the, the little conference room. It's when we were at Valley Ranch. So we were kind of back there by ourselves and I'd go lay on the floor and, you know, cover up with a blanket and set my timer for, you know, 30, 45 minutes mm -hmm. and lay down and, you know, rest for a minute and get back up. So That's good. you just have to, you just have to do what you, what you can do. And, yeah. and, um, you're incredible. I'm, oh. I'm telling you. Now, those days so when you were dealing with uh, having to go to chemo, mm -hmm. I've always heard that chemo just makes you feel sick. It just makes you just feel yucky. Right. How did, how did you know, it make you feel? Uh, um, that was in the class, they were like, you know, you'll be nauseated. You know, don't eat foods that are your favorite foods because your um, appetite changes. And if you eat things that are your favorites and then you get sick, then mm. they won't be your favorites anymore. Oh, yeah, How totally. Sad. Right. <laughs> Not to like macaroni and cheese anymore. <laughs> um, but um, uh, they they give you so many different things. You know, when I when I'd go in, I'd look up and there's like five different 
bags hanging there that they put into the little port, which I was so thankful for that because um, they didn't have to stick me with a needle each time. Oh, yes. Um, but, the, you know, first they give you something for nausea and then they give you Benadryl and, you know, they give you saline. And they, they, part of it is, you know, the, getting you ready for the chemo and then you do the chemo. Um, I had two different rounds. The first round was four treatments every other week. And um, the reason for that, it was a very, they called it the red double. And it was one that they couldn't put on the drip. The nurse actually has to come and sit there with you oh, wow. and push it in a little bit. And then they, then they test it because it's so strong that sometimes it will just, you know, blow out your your veins, your blood veins. And oh, so they have gosh. to do it just a little bit at a time. So that one took a long time. And I think that one, you know, at first I was just like, man, this is, this is a breeze. It's a piece of cake. But once it starts building up in your body, then you get sick. And, you know, my husband always tells me, he goes, he goes, I really thought we were going to lose you. I thought, mm. we, but I don't remember that. Mm. I don't remember. I, I mean, I remember, you know, one time being just really weak and I could hardly get up and walk. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the time I was, I was tired. And right. I didn't feel like doing things and I was always cold. Um, but it you know, it's miraculous it to not tired. remember those awful days. To, right. And he was just like, no, really, we thought we were going to lose you. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I don't remember that. And then it's really funny afterwards as well. I'd come back to work and people would go, oh, your color looks so much better. And I'm like, I didn't realize it was bad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, I think. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. Good. I appreciate that about you, though. You yes. can laugh at the little things. That's right. Because sometimes you have to, right. you know, like, gosh, because right. it's just so tough. It, mm -hmm. it is. And you just have to laugh through the tears, laugh through the tears and go with it and know that you just got to be strong. I mean, because my parents were there watching me and I, you know, I, I had to be strong for them. I didn't want them to worry that I wasn't going to be okay. Totally. And you, you talked about wearing your wig and you lost your hair mm -hmm. and it, it grew back beautifully, it grew. <laughs> but everyone doesn't lose their hair. No. Why, why, what makes the hair fall? I out? think it's just the different chemos, the different okay. ch chemicals that they use. Okay. Um, yeah. and mine, mine, it, it fell out mm -hmm. and you know, I was bald and it started coming back in a little bit at a time. And I was just like, Oh great. I didn't lose my eyebrows or my eyelashes. And I woke up the next morning and they were all <laughs> oh, gone. No. They were just like, you know, on my pillow. <laughs> Uh, but the doctor said that that's the first thing to go, but it's the, also the first, I mean, it's the last thing to go, but it's the first thing to come back. Okay. So, okay. so they go back, but you don't even think about, but even this is kind of yucky, but nose hairs. Yeah. So your no, you know, mm. your nose, you know, gets dust and stuff in it. Oh, wow. I mean, every, you know. That's fascinating. Yeah. Everybody responds differently too. And I think that's a, obviously a common thing that you'll see. And, and that was something that I didn't even think about and realize. I mean, you, you lose something like your hair. That's such an impactful mm -hmm. moment for you, mm -hmm. but it's finding the right wig that looks right. It doesn't, right. doesn't look too fake. And there's different types of wigs. And then also your eyebrows and eyelashes. I mean, who would have ever thought that you'd have to figure out how to draw them on again and make them look Guess normal? Where were they? <laughs> exactly. 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 So there's so many things that go into it. Uh -huh. um, just to give you some sense of normalcy after the fact that you just would have never even considered no. before. I, um, no. As it started coming out, it just it started coming out a little at a time and then bigger clumps. And my husband finally said, it's time, you know, we need to, to shave. And I was just like, oh, okay. 
okay, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it was coming, so okay, I'm good with it. And so he, he, you know, helped and he shaved my head and I went in the bathroom and I looked and I looked at the mirror and I went, I look like a cancer patient. And we both just died laughing because <laughs> I am, you know. But, but like Kelsey it's, said, it's beautiful that you were able to still have it is. a sense of humor, uh -huh. you know, and again, laugh through those tears. We did. Mm -hmm. And then and we did. We laughed. I cried, but we laughed. Yeah. Because I'm just like, well, wait a minute. I am. Mm -hmm. yeah. So again, it's the thinking that, you know, this is some. This happens to other people. It doesn't happen right. to me. Right. But it, and that's why, again, I just, I have to say, I, I, I can't, um, I'll get a little emotional, but I just, I, it, it's so important in my opinion to, to be someone like yourself with, and be sharing your experiences, especially on a platform like this too, because I think that it's also, I can only imagine it's a very isolating experience mm -hmm. at the same time. And so to know that, hey, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm people like me who look like me or who are going through something similar like me, you know, maybe something weird like their nose hairs being like, they're like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yes, that's real. And yeah, you shouldn't feel weird about it. And it's kind of funny, kind of not, but hey, it is what it is. And here we are, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just feel like it's, it's, it's important to be doing things like this and sharing the experiences so that you know, I think there's a there's a, a beautiful side to that. Absolutely. What is your hope to accomplish? Because you're very open with, with at sharing your story, which is remarkable. Oh. What is your hope? My hope is that somebody out there listening, because when I had it, um, I went to a they called it a retreat, but it was cancer survivors or people going through treatment, and other people talking and hearing, yes. That's happened to me. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought it was just me. I thought, you know, and I, I wouldn't want to tell the doctor about it. Um, I didn't tell the doctor when I had a really high fever, and I thought, oh, it'll just go away. I'll just let it go away. And then I got yelled at by the doctor because I didn't call her right away. Um, <laughs> Gerald, <laughs> that's what she said. I'm gonna yell girl. at you too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but just I, my hope is that other people um, hear that, and that other people um, that don't have breast cancer. Um, know that just talk to the people, mm -hmm. you know, give them a blanket, you know, if you're, if you don't know what to say to them, just go and talk to them about, you know, the game or, mm -hmm. you know, what, what, what's going on in your life and just talk to them like they're a normal person. And, um, it, I, I, my hope is that, that, that will help someone, love that. um, get through it even better. Now you both are involved in something really awesome, Star Survivors. Yes. What is that? Sure, so the Dallas Cowboys Star Survivors program um, is a program that the Cowboys have so graciously put on for Susan G. Komen the past five years. This is actually the fifth year. So it's really exciting. Cheryl's um, very heavily involved and so we'll share about that in a minute. But in essence, what we do is it's a contest of sorts where we open it up to the public to either submit or have someone else submit on your behalf, survivors and their stories. Um, Cowboys fans who are also breast cancer survivors who are, who are going through treatment as it stands right now. Um, and there are so many deserving stories that we get in. I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling to me um, how we even narrow it down to five, mm -hmm. but we do. Mm -hmm. And so five Which I is, can only imagine is hard. Well, <laughs> this is why we have people like Cheryl who can help us. <laughs> so uh, we take that we have a grading system and everything. Um, and we, we, along with the Cowboys, 
um, and our affiliates in the area and the previous star survivors come together and work on um, selecting the top five. And then they have this experience of a lifetime where mm -hmm. they get to come out here to the star, um, come meet Coach Garrett. They get their own custom jerseys. They get to go on the field, meet the players, see practice, eat lunch up here. Um, some of the partners for the Cowboys and for Komen, such as Ford, Kendra Scott, DraftKings, they all pitch in and, and just really, truly make it a day to remember. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. It's awesome. They get to go to the game. And yeah. so it's just this, it's a week away from, from, maybe some of the sadness that mm -hmm. they're experiencing, mm -hmm. right? So it's a week away from the realities that they're facing, but it's also this really beautiful community that um, the Cowboys have created with us of, of these survivors who have just been through hell. Yeah, literally. That's mm -hmm. literally the best way I can put mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like sisters. And it's really, really cool to see. And, and it's so fun having you involved. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could share how, what it's been like for you to be involved in it. Right. Emily Emily sends it to me every year and yeah. says, will you do it for us again? I'm like, of course I will. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is a piece of cake. I'll read them and I'll, you know, and, and I start reading them. I'm just like, oh my goodness, it's, it's hard every year. Of course. Because they are all deserving. And it's a box of tissues right here. <laughs> Literally, it's not. I do. It's mm -mm. not. I, I do. I have to get tissues out every year. Yep. And um, there's 10. And and they make it easy, though. Not Well, it's not easy, but, you you know, it's a numbering system. And, you know, you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, but that they, they tell their stories. They tell, you know, how they were diagnosed. They yeah. tell um, what they do and, you know, what their families did. And and then one, one part of it is, you know, how how big of a cowboy fan are you? And, mm -hmm. and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them say, you know, that's when I was going through my treatment and I, the, watching the game and waiting, you know, sitting down with my family and watching the game is what helped me get through those hard days. Yes, mm -hmm. I love that. So yes, it's, mm. it's great. It's also some good perspective, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure everyone, I'm, I'm like this, but I, you know, you have a rough day at work and you're like, oh, this. Yeah. That email like <laughs> per my last email <laughs> and then you open up and then you open up these stories and you're like okay so mm -hmm. good on that emails aside gonna go ahead and give myself some humble pie real quick yes because mm -hmm. this is not a big deal um That's right so it's really cool to be able to come together and so grateful to the cowboys for helping make that happen and helping just create something that has i know and i feel like has gotten a lot of good and deserving people through some tough times. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you both for joining me today. Both of you, true inspirations. I mean, you being a survivor, you, your work with Coleman, it's, it's just fabulous. And I think that um, you being so young and successful and so pro-women, I love that about you. Thank you. Um, and I wish you nothing but the best success. And congratulations oh, on your you. anniversary. Yes. Five years. Five years. Yes. Awesome. Seriously, congrats. You're amazing. <laughs> Definitely. So message from today. Don't wait. Do not wait. Go get checked. Go get those boobies checked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Know what's normal for you. Don't That's be right. afraid to figure out like what looks weird, what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Talk to your doctor. And if you have questions, just go to go go to Komen.org. 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 Okay. They have a lot of things for you there. All right. Awesome. Thank okay. you, ladies. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. We'll see you next week on the Playmaker.